Welcome back to the Bad Bounce Podcast, last on the leaderboards, but first in your hearts. And all the boys are back. We're back at full strength. And we're just talking a little U.S. Open and what happened with Ricky Fowler, what happened with Roy McIlroy, and the story that is Wyndham Clark. An epic story, a sad story, but one that has a victorious ending here at the U.S. Open. We make our picks for the Travelers Championship as well as a leaderboard, the last people we would want to play with in the last round of a major championship. But first, here's Harry Styles. Everybody is back. Kyle, welcome back from Sri Lanka. Thank you very much. Uh, We talked about it on the pod last time, but this time you played in a tournament. I did. It was like the Sri... Was it like your national open? Was it the U.S. Open of Sri Lanka? It was the U.S. Open of Sri Lanka, yeah. Did you have to play in a local qualifier? No. Your handicap just has to be under 10. (laughs) So luckily, I just got in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You played played okay? I played okay. First two rounds. Walking four days in ultra humidity is just fucking brutal. But you made the cut. There was a cut. Made the cut. If there's any cut I wanted to miss in my life, it'd be this one. <laughs> it was so hot, like 90 degrees, 80% humidity. I was dying. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah it was brutal. brutal. We anybody. have loose plans to all play in it next year. Yes. Loose. Definitely yeah. need very, to play very loose. $13 entrance fee. $13. flight. Wait, $13? Yeah, what, what is, uh, <laughs> what like place you have to finish tour. to get 1500 back? Uh, like 20th? Probably, I think tenth. Oh, tenth. Tenth okay. got fifteen hundred. Okay. So top top ten pays for so your okay. trip. So okay, you paid thirteen dollar <laughs> entry fee. I paid a thirteen dollar entry fee. So yeah. where's the money coming from to fund the uh, event? Sponsors. Really? Yeah, wow, they, have they have sponsors. sponsors? This oh, is okay, a national cool. open, Josh. Marriott. <laughs> Marriott sponsored it. Oh, that's among, awesome. among cool. other little small sponsors. Sure, sure. That's sure. awesome. All right. Well, that that's awesome. That's Welcome legit. back. Thank you. And uh, you're just in time for the U.S. Open. Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champion, his second win in this month, and now 13th in the world. And I, I'm i a big apologist for Wyndham Clark. I love him. But I wish I wish Ricky or Rory won. And he was just kind of the, the, the dark villain who just came out. And no one wanted him to win, and he won anyways. And it's fitting in a week where there was nobody watching. Was this like one of the worst U.S. Open watching experiences that – you guys have ever seen Austin? I'll start with you. I think on TV, every U.S. Open is great to watch. It's impossible to. Uh, per, actually, personally, let me start. I just think it's better to watch a U.S. Open on TV. I think it's better to watch any golf on TV unless you're in the fairway with the players. Um, personally, uh, LACC is a really hard viewing course. It's uh, it's meant to be walked. Uh, a lot of tee boxes. Patrons didn't get to stand around or stand behind. So I think that definitely affected the energy level that a lot of players were complaining about and even by the greens i mean a lot of you couldn't really get too close to the green because the bunk as everyone saw on tv lacc has a lot of bunkers a lot of big bunkers around the green so it's tough for tough for spectators to get close yeah but there was no real like good viewing areas like on anywhere like 15 was impossible to see really i mean you can see like them putting but you couldn't see the shots i will Uh, say I just like because there are so little people, I could actually watch Rory swing a club. I followed on Saturday, Rory McElroy with who's he playing with on Saturday? 
he was playing. Oh God, Roy Malcolm was. What's that? Scotty. 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 Well, play, yeah. <clears throat> and then he was playing with Scotty, and then Wyndham Clark and Ricky. And I was able to see all of them swing. And so I was just like, why are there so little people? Whereas Riv, you couldn't see anything by the time you got to Saturday. So in person, it was decent. Uh, but definitely on TV, the energy wasn't there. It's For kind sure, of my yeah. complaint with the LPGA tour. Right. It's like, there's just not a lot of people, so you can't really catch the energy. Yeah. Yeah. They, but, and I think like a lot of the grandstands and like the, the corporate tents were not set up to view golf either. Oh yeah. Like they were not they were close not. to really any action of like, the, I mean, there was that massive grandstand on one that was beautiful, but you can only see really the, I mean, you couldn't really see much to be honest. You can just yeah. see them kind of walk by you. Right. Um, right. there was really, you can maybe see their second, their second shot into one or their layup on one. Um, yeah, well, Nico and I were both lucky enough to be in the, in the pavilions. We couldn't see anything. No. You're just yeah. trying to sit there and watch TV and get some shade. Yeah, we were, we were in the Champions Pavilion on hole one, and you had to be in the um, like corporate the bungalows? It, cabanas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just like walked in with full confidence with my that, coffee, yeah. and I was just like, yeah. I was like, hey, good, good to see you. And I, I just walked like, right in and watched the golf on one. Even then, you can, you can see their fairway shots going into the. Yeah, like that was a good spins. spot, but you literally had to pay the corporate $1,400, yeah, $1,500 yeah. fee. So it wasn't Insane. worth it even in the pavilion. But I, I must say, like, I I just don't... The players didn't love the golf course. Obviously, Fitzpatrick very famously saying a lot of blind tee shots, too much slope, good drives end up in the rough. I think I think it was a good golf course. I think there was one bad hole, and that was eight, just because it was kind of like the, the 18th hole at RBC last week. They're all just laying up to kind of hit the same club in, and they're all hitting from the same yardage. Same yardage off the tee, same yardage into the green, and it's just kind of you know a little bit of precision into the green. Who's who's going to make a better score? Uh, but I think all the holes were. I think six was awesome to see six, and seven was yeah. another good par three. Well, Nico, what did you think? What? Yeah, no, I mean, I was kind of shocked that they didn't like the course uh, as much as they did. I mean, it looked awesome walking it. Um, I know you were saying that it played way differently than normal, and it. I think that's where they went wrong. They tried to dry out the fairways. And so it just played really short. Yeah, and like the slope becomes accentuated when it's yeah. so firm and and fast, and they're missing fairways. It was rolling out into the into the rough, I guess. But but I, but I think it played fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously I think so too. Ten under, and I, mean, I think that's, that's all fair. that matters is that yeah. you know the you know the best player won, and I think you you know the best player won. I'm just Sahith, Sahith said he's played there fifty times, right? And that the course has played the shortest he's ever played it in the U.S. Open. Because the ball's rolling out 40 that's yards. That's standard PJ Tour golf. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. That's what we said. That's what I said last week. There's going to be 370, 380, 390 drives. And yeah. maybe the course wasn't was. played the way it was designed. Yeah, that's what it I wasn't think played too. the way it was meant to be played. True. Yeah. But uh, when the Marine layer was overhead and Ricky and, and uh, Xander shot 62 the first day, so 8 under in the first day and 10 under is the winner, yeah. not bad. I, I think the course held that. together just yeah. fine. Yeah. And they got weather they weren't expecting. They got a lot of fog in the marine layer and made the green soft. They just and if they try to make it firm and dry it out weeks before, well, you lost the golf course heading into the US Open. What would you rather have? A golf course that's dead with no grass or a course that's playing slightly soft because of unexpected weather? To me, I kind of like it when the USGA loses the golf course. <laughs> and they have to remember Shinnecock, they watered <laughs> yeah. live yeah. before the leader groups came like out. That's a true U.S. Open I, I, vibe when I they're like watering the green before a tee shot. <laughs> right. like they have totally lost it. 
Yeah, but yeah. I kind of like it. For the first just day, though, because you have four fun. days of a, of a course that's dead. <laughs> I don't want to see every U.S. Open played on a golf course. It's lost, but it's nice every five years or so. I'd say for the last round, yes. Lose it, make the members complain for two weeks. Why do <laughs> yeah. I care? Yeah, I mean, for it's it's so much fun to see the players struggle. To be to, For me, I mean, for some sure. people like to see them play well, but I like to see them... You know, I, I like par being a good score. Right. Unanswerable question, though. If the weather was hot like it normally is in L.A. in June, what's the winning score? It's not hot in L.A. in June, though. All right. Uh, it was hotter than this. It is it true. I, I do feel like here in L.A., the, the summers are being pushed. We're yeah, getting like 100 degree true. days in November and it's, like June gloom and like. Gloom yeah, summer doesn't yeah. really start to like July 4th, I feel Which like is here. crazy. But let's just say we had weather like today where it, it hit. It was kind of gloomy in the morning, but it kind of got to 90 degrees and hot and sunny. What yeah. is the winning score at LA Country Club if that was the weather? Are you assuming the greens get firmer? Because of because, because of the they weather? don't have the marine layer. Three under? Yeah. I was gonna say five. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Which yeah. is a five. very fair test. Yeah. And so I and the best players showed up. And so I really don't think this I think LA Country Club is getting discredited yeah. for no real reason. I agree. Yeah. I think and it's just, just the pressure it. of being LA Country Club. And yeah, there's a lot of hype it. around the event. A lot of scrutiny came. And because definitely everything it around it was bad. The atmosphere wasn't great. And some guys didn't like the golf course. I was really shocked that Victor would said what he said, being a very laid back guy saying there's no great holes. There's yeah. some good holes. Yeah. Nine I is know. the best hole when it's just a straightaway par three. It's a good <laughs> hole, but yeah, that was it's a great hole. One of the best par threes, according to one of our guests. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought the course looked stunning on TV. Yeah, I thought the course looked great. Yeah, looked you great. can even kind of see it on TV how much the course browned out over the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can see on the Thursday greens. was, I mean, you could, I was there on Thursday and the greens were soft. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like, I mean, not soft for like standard play, but it was way soft for you. It was spinning open. back. Well, yeah, it was stuff. spinning back. Yeah. And so. I thought it was great. If I didn't see any of the interviews, didn't hear any of their thoughts, I would think, what a great course. What a great track. And I was just surprised at what they said. Any any thoughts according to that? I just think the winner, I mean, Wyndham didn't really complain about the course. He complained about his tea time on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it was so late. Well, we, I mean, that. yeah, four o'clock on a Saturday to tee off is so ridiculous. I was, I was wondering they did if they... That, so that they could get primetime television. I knew that's why, too. Of that course, yeah. I thought that was wild how late they started. I mean, they were finishing in the dark on Saturday. Yeah, yeah they, I that mean, was bad. Part of the problem was two sums. How many people left? 40, 60, 62, right? Yeah, 70, 65. Yeah, and they took five hours. They finished at like 8.15. Yeah. That's yeah, of course, was playing. Kind of on them. But uh, I thought it was really huge that Wyndham birdied that last hole to get into the final group. Yeah. I think that helped him a lot to play with Ricky. And instead of that playing with Rory breathing down his neck. Exactly. I that, think was that was huge. huge. Or it would have been Scotty. It would have been, 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 been really exciting, though, to have Rory and Wyndham playing together. Oh, yeah. Well, it would have been Scotty. I mean, well, we yeah. thought it would be cool to see Rory and Scotty playing together and yeah. they're just Which, playing whack-a-mole, <laughs> basically, out there. <laughs> missing every one of them. Yeah. I mean, Rory's just... His putter didn't hold it together he on Sunday. He did great. I thought he hit it pretty... I mean, yeah, you know, the wedge on 14, he didn't, you know, that cost him why does he do that i don't know why does he do that i mean he he was trying to make birdie i feel like he was trying to land it very precise just over the bunker it's gonna hop forward it's gonna stop but and he wasn't putting that well it's just that's a top tough shot to pull off and you know maybe not the time to be aggressive because he has two wedges back to back right up i would agree because even if he hit that perfect he's not getting close to that pin no one was sticking wedge i mean he messed up the drive he had a way left messed up the drive you have to get on that green and two if you're going to 
trying to make birdie. I mean, Wyndham but... played an awesome hole 14. And I yeah. think that was kind of yeah, the deciding did. hole of the tournament for the two leaders. Exactly. That second shot 14 was so came, good. It came down to 14, and Wyndham won. Because, yeah, 15, 16, 17, 18, they kind of they played those holes, holes right. the same. Quickly on Wyndham, obviously, they talked about a lot how he lost his mom. The top two storylines of Wyndham Clark was he lost his mom when he was going to Oklahoma State, felt like he needed a change of scenery, went to Oregon his last year, played great, went to started going to a swing coach named Jeff Smith, Radar Golf Pro on Instagram. Then he had a 10-finger grip, actually, which is really interesting. He was really good with that. Then left, went to Boyd Summerhays, and now he just works on his own, just does his own thing. And supposedly how he works on his game is if he starts drawing the ball, he'll just hit big, fat slices on the range. And if he hits slices on the range, he'll just hit big, fat hooks. And he's like, I always just try to bring it back to neutral. And I just, and if I'm hitting straight, I just play. And it's just ultra simplified it down. And what he's worked really hard on is mental game and his mental process to where he never really believed in sports psychology, which this is interesting for him to say. They're just like, visualize the shot. He's like, I already do. Like, have a game plan. He's like, oh, of course I have a game plan. I'm a tour player. But instead, this sports psychologist was like finding out a lot of things about his life and asking about life and trying to see patterns that he has on the golf course throughout his life. And so, Kyle, you had a little bit of experience with this. So can you talk about mental triggers that happen off the golf course that end up on the golf course? I mean... Golf is like a big game of life, right? So whatever's going on in your life, it's going to show up on the golf course too. If you're someone who gets frustrated easily, you know, when things don't go uh, your way in life, it's going to happen on the golf course as well. It's all about just taking those hashtag bad bounces and moving on with it. Yeah. And what I really liked about Wyndham this week is he was all about just like going big and playing cocky. And you could see him going out there and just taking it this week. He wasn't going to let anything you know, kind of come his way. He went out there and he took it. Right. He had this, he actually wrote a story for Golf Digest, kind of like their version of the Players' Tribune. It was really cool. I'll just read it. And, uh, and I quote, the summer before my sophomore year in college, my mom was fighting breast cancer. I was a couple shots off the lead in the Western Amateur when my aunt called. My parents weren't going to tell me since I was playing so well, but my mom's health had taken a bad turn. Withdrawing to fly home to Colorado was the best decision I ever made. She died 20 hours later after I received that call. I mean, that is wow. absolutely crazy. And, uh, and for him to come back from that uh, is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I am pulling for Wyndham Clark. He is a worthy champion. I think you're going to see his name so much more, especially now that he has Ricky Fowler's putter. <laughs> <laughs> I talked smack on him, too, after he won the Quail Hollow event. Yeah. And obviously, I recant that statement. <laughs> Wyndham's got that dog in him. Oh, he's so sure. good. Yes, yeah. got that dog he got in that him. dog in him. You know, I'm going to say this while we're still a small podcast. You know, hopes to become a huge podcast one day. PXG, everyone who wants PXG, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Charles Howell III, as soon as he left PXG, won, like, I think his next event when he went to Titleist and, went the, and putter right. with the Red Spider. That's right. And then Wyndham went from PXG to Titleist, started playing better. Uh, I Who have are we heard talking like, about uh, today? Zach Johnson disappeared. We Charles Schwarzschild disappeared. S- uh, a guy we were talking to today was caddying in a group, uh, or caddying for a player or something like that, and he was PXG. On the PGA Tour. And he said, like, you know, one in eight balls. He, You know, he has a six iron. He's trying to hit six iron, 190, 200. And he's like, one in six would go, like, 230 in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and... and uh, he addressed that with the PXG rep and he's like, you know, like I'm just getting like a flyer just, you know, randomly out of nowhere. And they're like, 
Well, oh yeah, like you know, that's why we made the blade to try and address that. And like, like he, go he to didn't, a blade. He blade. didn't let him know, you know, that you know, there's an occasional flyer. Basically, <laughs> sure. he told us that the PXG rep acknowledged, like, oh yeah, every one out of five balls is a jumper. We noticed that too. <laughs> like he, <laughs> good job by you. <laughs> one yeah. shot on the PGA Tour could be half a million dollars. No, for sure. <laughs> you know, well, if you do that every five times, and <laughs> you're not the longest hitter, and PXGs don't go far, right? Other than the irons, the drivers don't go very far. So you're hitting six irons a lot, and one and five are going long. Like you're hitting. First of all, you're murdering people, and then second of all, you're hitting into like water hazards you didn't know existed. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna lose a lot of money. There's also I saw something about Wyndham uh, switching from PXG to Titleist that he was one fifty. 55 in strokes gain T to green with PXG. Yeah. And now he's like 13th or 12th yeah. with Titleist. Now he's just wow. a guy. Yeah. yeah, PXG. He's hitting some good. older Titleist irons too. CBs. They're all the same though. Yeah. They are They're all the same. same. That is, yeah, 620 but. CBs are fairly recent, but you know, I, was, I have a quick PXG story. I'll keep the names out, but we were in Arizona during COVID and uh, this player is a PXG player and he was hitting his PXG driver then brought out a five-year-old driver. It was a TaylorMade M1. And he was hitting it, and he was getting like 161 ball speed, 159 ball speed on his PXG. And a player who's not short, and he's just like, what is happening? So he brought in his old M1, first swing, 172, 173. <laughs> and he was with another player who was like, you're giving up 20 yards every par four. You're playing a golf course that's, you're going to have seven, eight drives, nine drives. You're giving up 20 yards. That's 140 160 yards longer than a course on paper. And imagine you're playing Dustin Johnson giving that up. Yeah, I think PXG's he's still a PXG yet. player to this day. Yeah, PXG, <laughs> PXG was not made for the tour. It was made for the country yeah, clubs. Yeah, that's right. facts. Yeah. I personally would love to launch every one out of five balls <laughs> 30 yards further <laughs> no, than you normal. Wouldn't. I mean, no, you just wouldn't. to talk about it. You, you know, know, I hit six iron two thirty. would happen when you chunk it, it'd be great. Yeah, exactly. I will say, like, it takes time for things to get better. And PXG's clubs now, they're on Gen 6. Like, they're they're better. They are better. I they are better. How are the woods? A fairly new golf company, too, yeah. in the so, grand scheme of things. How are the woods? I haven't seen the woods in a while. Decent. Okay. I mean, that, Sound just knock off that white yeah. stripe they have, cone-looking stripe they have down the back of that driver is just so ugly. Oh, yeah. God, Just yeah. black and white top. I can't look at PXG's irons or drivers yeah. or wedges or Well, putters. I think you like the shape of the new ones. Well, shape-wise, it did look good, but... yeah. Just the aiming wise. decal on it is whack as well. Yeah, it just takes just, time. Okay, we're on equipment right now. Can we talk about that damn jailbird putter? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, we should. Yeah. One sold on eBay two days ago for one thousand seven hundred seventy-five. Non-tour issue. Just that is absolute pre- pre-owned. And it was like a hundred and fifty bucks to purchase originally. Oh no, it's probably. I think more. originally it was like two hundred, two okay. or two fifty. Yeah. But yeah, w- the, that putter in the secondary market nowadays, it's not made anymore. Is going for. Anywhere from 600 to 1800 right now. And I would ask the people to think why the putter is not made anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has, has cranked out a number seven for 15 years. We've mentioned Richard Kim's top on this podcast multiple times. Yes. Oh, and that uh, was Richard Lee. We. That Richard was, Lee. Well, okay, maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> I have been, been, been hot players. on this. But yeah, at the players, hole 17, he... He whiffed it, I think, two times in a row. Yes. With, yeah. No, it was yeah. once with putter, the putter oh, you're talking about. Yeah. But then he went no. wedge and whiffed it, I think. No, it was twice no, with it was twice then with he had to go putter. to wedge and chip it. And yeah. then he whiffed, I think he whiffed the wedge, too, though. He, I mean, he could have probably, I mean, he probably made six we'll or seven without hitting in the water. 
Yeah, it's pretty but hard yeah, he did have that butter. He took like a full lash and moved it like an inch. It was yeah. Richard Kim, I mean, he probably still doesn't have that putter. It's probably stopped uh, in Richard half. Lee, but Richard, Richard yeah, Lee, but Richard Lee, sorry, probably, sorry. Probably okay that we don't say right, Speaking name. of another Richard, <laughs> I mean, Ricky's got some of the best Scotties in the world. His Scotty collection is 10 out of 10. Yeah, and he's I mean, using I, this. sad. I love his Tri-Soul Newport, too. I mean, yeah. I think it's Well, Ricky's when he was growing butter, up, yeah. he was like a Scotty fiend. And so he's only a year older than me. And so he had all these Scotties growing up. It's just the greatest collection. Now he's using a Jailbird with a massive grip. Yeah. It's crazy. It's unbelievable that they were both using that putter, too. And I think Wyndham got it from Ricky because they're yep. playing together. So yeah, they played together at the Medalist. He said it in the press conference this week. And he said Ricky was making everything. And he messed around with it. And as soon as he finished with it, uh, at their day together on the ride home, he called an Odyssey rep and was like, "Give me the same exact specs." And the he's exact like, same. And one. he's like, "Which what what kind of specs would you like?" He's like, the, "Give me the exact same putter, same insert, same everything, same little discolored Odyssey logo, all that. Give me the same thing." And same the interesting part is when you're a Titleist staffer, uh, Scotty Cameron, because he's has the best putters in the world, doesn't pay people for putters, so Ricky's free to use whatever he'd like. Big Dick Rick. Rumor has it he Rick. likes that grip because it reminds him of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That could be right, though. <laughs> that's what I've heard. That Super Stroke 2.0. Yeah, that's just what I've heard. She's thick. Yep. I believe it's 17 inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty big, yeah. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty big. You know what's crazy is Wyndham or Ricky cut it a little bit after that. Like an inch or something like right. that, and or half an inch, and then Wyndham cut it. Cut it with like the same. Why? I think he, he was yeah, I think he said he's he shorter than Wyndham. Yeah, I think he said I, I was that. joking with Ricky that I have to do that. I don't know if he actually did. No, he said he did. Oh, did he actually? Or it was confirmed for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, what? Like, yeah. And then I like how the announcers were know. like, oh, they brought up the putter story like seven oh times. Oh, my God. Paul was all over it. Yeah. And, that and one, just that all players were from California. Any player that was from California was like, oh, this is their home course. You know, yeah, yeah. Track. yeah was, as they've probably good. never played there. Did they, right. You know, <laughs> this guy went to UCLA. This guy went to Pepperdine. You know, yeah. it was like. It was overkill for a, how much these players played this course or how local this course was. First of all, they, Ricky lives two hours away. Yeah. 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 He said he's th- played it a couple times. Pepperdine doesn't play LACC. No, Everyone thinks California that. is how I think of LA, that it's just 10 minutes right. from each other. Yeah. 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 Well, also, the, uh, the rumor has it just to bring it back, I'm, I'll come back to the rookie point. They, don't they want to get rid of the LA Country Club 12 years later? That's the rumor on the street. That is the, I wouldn't be shocked. The rumor on the, my parents were at the US Open yesterday with members, and that is the rumor on the street. I was going to say, if I was a member, I'd want to get back. rid of it. Yeah. The members yeah. got to be pissed. Get my well. golf course trampled on. Everyone talks shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let me go back to living my billionaire lifestyle and not give a shit about any one of you. <laughs> well, that's, that's you know? the thing. North course I, is a parking lot. I think, yeah, they're using the other course as a parking lot. Which Kyle played it. Supposedly it's a great parking lot to, to golf on. The One of the best parking lots you could ever play. <laughs> <laughs> also, rumor has it, uh, LACC is pants only. What did you show that up in, true. Kyle? Okay. I didn't show up to the course in shorts. <laughs> I showed up to the carpool ride in shorts. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And everybody looked at me like I was the biggest idiot on the planet. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, what? You kind of are, to be fair. That's pretty I'm like, what are you looking at? They're like, you need to wear pants. <laughs> And I was like, are you kidding me? This is that type of club? They're like, Kyle, it's LA Country Club. Yeah. I said, all right. I went home, yeah. put on some pants. Did you make the tea time? <laughs> Made the tea time. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You had to walk too, right? 
No, thank God. South, you can oh. ride. South, south, you, south, can, south ride? you can ride. But north, you can't? So north, what's the prestige can, around what? the north? North, you can ride if you're like 70 plus or have a doctor's note. Gotcha. So what's the procedure around North? Why is North so much more touted than the South? Well, first of all, the property is worth $8 billion. Yeah, so is the South. South is worth four. It's, it's, you know, it, it's a tougher design, longer. Yeah. Is it older or did they make it at the same time? That I'm not sure. Gotcha. I mean, the parking lot looked pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty wide open. I'm I was curious much, to know if the South how much side rough I was, was hoping designed I had a wedge. by William. What? <laughs> they might have cut that down for the parking lot. I was hoping I had a wedge when I was walking out out yeah. through the parking lot. There's, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's pristine. It was, yeah. it was tight. It was it was pristine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, also a big part of the hatred, I think, is people already have a conceived notion of LA, including mm. the members of this podcast, and they already have them as like snobby, yeah. over the top. After all of this, it's just kind of confirmed their notions which are fair right their preconceived notions of people at la country club of la as a whole of beverly hills and so i think people ragged on an extra little bit if yeah. this happened somewhere else in like i don't know minnesota i don't think anyone would say anything that's true yeah right, i think the script was already written yeah the script yeah, was already exactly. written and then it just i confirmed. was gonna say it was just bad timing to have a u.s open at one of the most prestigious clubs in all of America, because yeah. this is—I mean—if it was at a public course, it would have been adored and loved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was but just they had preconceived true. notions. Like and it was the economy is down. Nobody wants anyone to succeed, and LA is just shining with how rich they are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, back to uh, Big Dick Rick. You know this is so he finished fifth this week. You know when was the last time he finished better than tied fifth in a full field event? 2020. Oh, in event. a full, I was saying a major. Full Ooh, field event, I don't know. Was it a major? No, it was not. Hmm. It was the 2019 Wells Fargo Championship, which is wow. also the same year that he won the the, the waste management. Oh. That's... So he was like kind of riding high, and he was supposed to be the guy, and then, then he fell off a cliff. It's been four years, over four years, since he's had a top five in a full field event. He finished second at the Zozo lot two years ago. Uh, or last year, after he started swinging better. I remember that actually pretty vividly. And then he had some fourth and some other uh, at the Hero World Challenge. But in a full field event, it's been four years. And so, is this week a success or a failure for Ricky Fowler? We'll go to this. Nico? Success, 100%. Kyle? Both. Okay. He, he's been in this position before. I believe 2014, he finished top five in all four majors. So, he knows what it's like to contend. And I think he's disappointed he didn't get the job done. Sure. But I he's mean, excited that he got his feet wet again. Yeah. I mean, I think those, he kind of backdoored. Like, it never felt like he was going to win any of them. Right. Well, he went toe-to-toe with Rory in 2014 yeah. at PGA. Very fair. Rory's Very last fair. major. Yeah. yeah, but I think the last couple holes he was, Rory was pr- pretty pretty up. Right. A couple shots up. I think 100% a success this week. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he fell, fell as low as he did in the world rankings, but not entirely sure what the official number was but 150 160 something yeah i was gonna think like 175 ish and i mean yeah just to come back from you know being i mean excellent junior player excellent college player you know had success out on tour early kind of lost that success uh and then you know five years later or so in his you know kind of on the edge of his prime he you know contends in a u.s open i think that's can't be more proud of yourself than that i mean yeah of course he he wants to win but you know, contending in the U.S. Open on a fair, good test with a very good leaderboard. I mean, you can't can't fault him for that. Yeah, I think his swing just needs a little more time for him to get used to it. 
it's just not it's it's hard to hold up in a major with something when you're still thinking and like you can't really just swing and so here's an unanswerable question i i was spending way too long on ricky but unanswerable question at first thought i was like well good thing he didn't take that live contract that was rumored because now he's back and he was able to contend in the u.s open but did he make the right choice by not going to live Kyle, we'll go, we'll go, to, we'll go with you. <laughs> Love that you choose me first. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I think he made the right choice as of right now because he played well in this major to stay on the PGA Tour because he wouldn't have the chance unless he Monday qualified. I kind of feel like he should have taken the money. I mean, he had enough money, I'm sure. I mean, he's married to an Olympian, but take the money, stress-free, work on your swing. And then with the merger now, it's like, Okay, he gets to come back. I don't know. It's just an unanswerable question, I guess, since he didn't win. Well, yeah, with the merger, I mean, looking back, he, he should have. I think he should have. But, yeah, I, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't he have played in this US yeah, Open, which is fine. He finished fifth. Whatever. I think that gets him yeah. into the next, you know, X that's, amount that's of majors. True. Right? They definitely true. say that about a lot of players. Like, Oh, that that part. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's this, where this I'm, that's where I'm going. into, like, the next year of majors. That's very true. Yeah, that was probably big. Augusta for sure. Yeah. And so now gonna... he should go to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he should go. <laughs> well, we probably get into the tour championship guaranteed, right? That'll get him in yeah. the four majors. Yeah. What is he top? Was he 55 right now? Top 50? Yeah. Well, I guess if he's top. Uh, yeah, I guess he should go because who yeah. cares if he gets the tour champ? He's already in next year because of how he finished at the U.S. Open. Yeah. I think uh, every player should have gone. <laughs> I mean, well, look realistically speaking. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine if everyone went? I mean, Liv had another good showing this week. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They had like a three top tens or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did fine. But the usual suspects for sure. I mean, he had Clark, McRoy, Scheffler, Fowler. Yeah. I mean, if DJ pars that hole on Friday, second hole, I think he was six over for the week on that hole. That's crazy. What hole was it? Two Two. hard ass hole, but yeah, Yeah. but that hole played 4.3 for the week. Quad. I wasn't going to say, but oh, TJ, did you guys see that he, I'm sure you guys didn't. I'm the only one who looks at golf equipment at the end of every week. He yeah. was using a stealth driver that was 10 and a half degrees aloft, lofted up to the highest. Oh. <laughs> so so it's it lofted 13? to 12 and a half and it's dead ass shut Yikes. with an OG stealth where the sweet spots on the heel and already looks fairly upright. That, that thing's got to look eight degrees closed. Yikes. It's, it's fine upright. for him. He just gets up there and rips a little pull cut. And it's upright. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They made they made the stealth two. How does he fade it? He made the stealth two two degrees flatter. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying <laughs> to slice it. <laughs> I just think he that loves. That sounds terrible, yeah. I think it, well, he didn't used to use that. Right. I mean, he was using like a nine and a half for a while. So I think he just, over time, just like getting more and more on top of it. Which yeah. I kinda it like. does kind of look like that. Yeah. It looks like he's trying to get more and more trap, 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 yeah. trap, trap. Which I love. He had a nine wood this week. Nine wood. That I've seen crazy. the nine wood. He's been playing that a long time. Roger Dunn is selling him because no one buys oh, really? him. Really? Very, which is fair. It's gotta look bad. Yeah, and it's like it looks nuts. How it looks many like degrees is a nine wood? Twenty four. But it looks like the face yeah, is the same size 24? as the back of the club. It's yeah. like I would sky iron. it in the rough. Yeah, because seven wood is three iron. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the guy. It's popular though, isn't Adam Scott playing a nine wood too? No, he's playing a seven wood. 
Oh, there's a am, <laughs> little amateur stronger. Carl Vilps was playing a six wood this week. That was so sick. I, ca- I jokingly call my five wood a six wood because I lofted it up a little bit, but he <laughs> yeah. actually gets a six wood. I'm yeah, so jealous. It actually has the number six. Yeah. You guys know that uh, Callaway only in their tour issue head only goes to a ten and a half. If it's over a ten and a half, they just put ten and a half plus. Oh, really? Just because I don't know, tour players don't want something that says twelve. <laughs> So they put 10.5 plus. That's funny. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Funny. All right. Well, we got to do we got to do it again. We do this all the time. We're tough on the man. Rory McIlroy. <laughs> Come on, Rory. <sighs> Perfect golf course for him. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect yeah, really golf, good course, golf for course for him. I mean, you called the Josh. I mean, yeah, you yeah, you any more Both spot of my on. bets missed by one, which hurts my feelings. Can't lay bogey the last two holes. <laughs> That's right. To miss the top 10 by one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Rory lost by one. Emiliano. Did he beat Cooch? Oh, he did. He you beat, beat Cooch. Cooch, right? Cooch shot a great 40 on the back nine on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that, wow. that was looking bad. He Fudge shot a great 40. Or some. Yeah. We'll do our bets later. But, yeah, we'll uh, get that. Rory, I just had an honorable mention that just early. Yeah. Rory, just if you're going to win a golf tournament, you got to make putts. Yeah. You know, you, you can't ball strike your way, especially in this day and age. Yeah, what was his putting stats for the week? Although he, I saw Wyndham Clark's, well, Clark's putting stats for the week. Wyndham it's Clark, just 18 he's got to look at. I mean, Wyndham Clark finished negative 18, strokes gained I mean, this week putting. Really? Yeah, he did. What, he was negative strokes again putting this huh. week. So, well, and no. people are still wanting that stupid putting. No, no, no. For the <laughs> event, for the event, he was fourth in putting. He was fourth in putting. Oh, Wyndham. For the event, oh, it must have been for the round. For I was the fourth at. round, he was. Yeah, for oh, the fourth damn. round, he was so negative. He was putting good going like into negative the final round. 0.41. 0.62. Or 0.62. So what was Rory? Rory was fifty uh, seventh in putting in the fourth round. And he was negative 1.98. Oh, yikes. yikes. Two strokes. Wow. So if he just puts average for the for the day, he wins by one. I don't get yeah. why he, he doesn't putt better. I, I mean, putting average on the PGA Tour is putting really good. True. That's true. That is true. I mean, but those greens, these greens. Patrick Harrington was saying, like, these are the best greens I've ever seen. Oh, they yeah, guys yeah. that were rolling it were making they were quick a lot. though. He's like, yeah, you, you if you can't make putts here, you can't make putts. Yeah, they did look very smooth. Like they no so spike pure, marks. Yeah. not like a usual. So good US job open. by them. I mean, Rory did gain strokes for the week, point four, but just that final round, which goes back. I mean, he must have lost. How many strokes do you think he lost on that short putt he missed on on eight? That was one like four on feet. Eight, like one and a half point eight. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he loses a lot of strokes when you miss those short ones. Yeah. But true. I mean. Comes down to the putter during the last round. Yeah, he just point. can't. I am finally on the train of. I just don't think Rory has it mentally right now. He, have you guys seen how he like tops the ball? Yes. You, do we think that maybe is a problem? Like I think so, but he does it like a lot. We got a putting lesson for Brad Faxon. I Kyle mean, if his speed, if his speed never looks that. Uh, his speed was kind of poor, actually. Yesterday. No, the last day of speed, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. Oh, no, it was Scotty who had bad speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Scotty. Was but I don't know. Scotty's speed was terrible. Yeah. 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 To me, when Rory, like, tops it with that putter he's got, the spider, spider yeah. like, those grooves, I feel like it's just going to, like, it's just going to get too much top spin. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not going to break as much or something. Potentially. They say you can't really spin putts, but, I mean. Yeah. But we took we, Kyle and I had a putting lesson from Brad Faxon, who is Rory's putting coach, right? And he is not a big stroke guy. He's all about process. He's literally all about just hitting the ball in the hole. Yeah, he's just I like love, hit the ball in the hole with a hybrid with a wedge. Just like imagine it, picture it, see it go in all different ways. And my dumbass was like, 
but what about the stroke? And, he, and everyone started laughing at me. That needs that to be addressed like a little bit more. Brad Faxon spoke to us for half an hour about putting. At least, maybe an hour. It was still That's the same. So cool. talked about how you don't have to worry about the technicality of the putting stroke. It's all about just trying to hit the ball in the hole, visualize it, make a good stroke. Yeah. Love Josh's that. first question, Brad Faxon goes, any questions? Josh says, can you look at my putting stroke, though? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, would ask, man. what's a good stroke? I, what I was trying to ask was like, okay, so so how much does the putting stroke matter? And it came off as, so what about the stroke? Yeah, that's funny. And then everyone started laughing at me. I don't know if yeah, you I remember. Mean, I, would, but I would be the same way. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you remember, but Jeff Sluman was there too, and yes. we didn't really? give him the time of day because right. it was Brad Faxon on a putting green. Well, he's yeah. more of a ball striker. We were like, Jeff, so. step aside. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> and then. That's so. That's I mean, so I, it also hurt my feelings that Faxon didn't hit one putt. You're right. I oh, thought he would what? be the type that would be like, so you just need to do this. You just need to do this. And my other thing is I've seen the golf channel Academy thing that he does and he goes way into the stroke. Yeah. He so does. I yeah, know like right. he kind of has an idea about the stroke, but like he says for good players, he's like, and his answer to my question was, all right, I'll tell you this kid. He goes, if your process, your visualization is good, then we'll talk about the stroke. Dang. He, he did you like, like that. All right. He left you like that. To be fair, or context, you have a great stroke. I, it, this is true, and I can't make fun. And mine has a loop so in it. I think you should go with the facts and math. No, for sure. <laughs> I can put it through any gate, and I can't yeah. make a single putt. I my can, putting yeah, stroke has same. a loop in it, and I make everything. I actually am a decent putter. Yeah, I know. You're, you're yeah, pretty Sometimes I, I accidentally I loop it from close, and I wonder how it goes in. Yeah. I loop it any time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle like does. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> when you don't loop it, though, you should just. It looks good. Well, see, that's the thing. I either loop it or I don't, but either way, it still works. <laughs> I hate I, I hate that yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, I hate so. that. And, well, well, yeah, let's you stop know, there. The stroke doesn't matter. That that's kind of true. The stroke doesn't matter. You must have good visualization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. AKA that dog. Let's make our bets. This week is the Travelers Championship, the second shortest course of the year and once again an elevated event after a major just like the rbc heritage so it's a pretty damn strong field last week nico mendoza put a bet on scotty top 10 minus 130 990 dollars made 761 dollars both of my bets lost by a stroke rory to win patrick county top 10 they both missed out by a stroke and so i made nothing and austin made 1047 what was your bet Emiliano plus 105 over Matt Kuchar tournament matchup. Free right. is free is free. Yes. Just needed a 40 on the back nine for Kuchar. <laughs> also, Dude. Ryan made money last week. Ryan J- made money again. Oh, on yeah. the, Jason uh, Day. He was all in. Jason Day missing the missing cut. Missing cut. Yep. Yep. Which we couldn't really find odds on. So, Which was, I mean, an impressive take on his behalf. Because Jason Day was playing the, well coming in. Most definitely. He's been hot with the missed cuts. Yeah. He oh, has yeah. been hot. Yeah. Which I think is why they don't put him up anymore. Mm. Right. Because people are just cashing in on that. So for the season, Nico is down thirteen or twelve hundred and thirty nine dollars. <laughs> I am down eight hundred dollars. And Austin is down nine hundred and fifty three dollars. How am I down? Because we put a thousand a week. Yeah, but Charlie I did I had no bet last week because Charlie missed. So that's a push. I, yeah, that's a push. That's not fair. Then I'm gonna be like Tiger Woods for yeah, I guess the, I mean, you know, I was trying to place Vegas an acceptable play. bet, but you know, Charlie just didn't want to play. He had he had better you know better things to be at, like the U.S. Open. 
Ah, all right, fine. I'll give that to you. <laughs> I'm still. Uh, I'll give down, you. Eight, huh? I'll credit you eight hundred dollars. So now you're down. <laughs> Cutting me eight hundred. You're down one hundred and fifty three for the year. Okay. And so you are now in the lead at nice. negative one hundred fifty three dollars in the lead. Okay. Yep. Big. Uh, all right. So this week is the Travelers, and it's the second shortest course. This is the tournament last year where Sahitigala. Can we say choked another event? You know the first one, the waste management wasn't a choke. He had a great forward on seventeen. Just and pulled it, just, it slightly. Yeah. No, it, it was right. It was the right middle of the green, wasn't it? No, it went in the. Oh, it did run oh, through the yeah. green. It, yeah, went, it ran, ran through, through the green. He had a perfect golf shot. He had a perfect golf shot. He thought it was good. Yeah. Yep. Hit that down slope as you're supposed to, and it just ran through the green long and and gone. And so he didn't choke that one. This one hit in the left bunker. Didn't hit get that cut that he normally likes. The one spot he kind of can't end up in. Fairly easy hole. Then it took two to get out of the bunker, made double, and lost by two. Um, and uh, so we're back to this week. This is also where Jordan had a great bunker shot. I, I think it's a great tournament. Austin thinks otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I love this tournament, honestly. 6,500 yards. Uh, 68, 68. Or 68. Oh. The disrespect. Yeah. Um, sorry, the disrespect. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see club championships this length, so. Don't you know. feel like it's fun to have at least one of these? Two of these. This is the second shortest. Elevated I, I event, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess for viewership purposes, I can see it being a good elevated event course because winning score is going to be 47 under. <laughs> and some 47. people like to see that. It's always a good tournament. There, I, I mean, odds on a 59 being shot this week should be like two to one, maybe one to one odds. That is very true. I yeah. wish they had odds on that. I'd, I'd put money on that. Yeah. I, you know, over under 59 and a half for the right. low score. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start with you, Nico. What is your safe bet of the week, which we call the free bet of the week? Yep. Free bet of the week for me is going to be Xander top 10 plus 160. That's outside the parameters of the rules. <laughs> it has to be between minus 150 to plus 150. So that's, that's, that's with it. I mean, that's I mean, kind of with it. I mean, if we're going to play for money. Yeah. I mean, how down do you want to be on the year after this? I mean, I'm gotta do uh, he's a defending money. champ. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm I sticking guess. with that, but unless you want me to change it. No, you can, I, you can stick with that. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, Kyle, what is your free bet of the week? All right, my free bet of the week. Josh might call me out on this for being a stickler of the rules. Patrick Cantlay, top 20, minus 160. <laughs> All right. What is, it, <laughs> what is it on your book? Patrick Cantlay? Yeah, top 20. Patrick Cantlay, minus 165. All right. You know what? I'll swing. Oh, I got good odds. Yeah. I'll go Patrick Cantlay, top 10, plus 130. Perfect. He plays well, well he here. He does play well here. Shot yeah. 60 here when he was an amateur. All right. Austin, what is your free bet of the week? Here we go. Here we go. Justin's uh, even money oh. over Brandon Wu this week. Um, you know, Justin Suss has just been playing well. I've been betting on myself the past few weeks, and he's been paying off, so. I'm going to keep riding them. Very nice. For my free bet of the week. You've been hot, Josh, on the bets. Give us, give us what you close. like. I, I really want to take this higher, but I'm not. I'm going to take Tommy Fleetwood at top 20 at plus 125. He's been playing really well, and he put this new mini driver in the bag, and he's been doing way better in strokes gain off the tee since he's added that, and I think that's a perfect... He's going to hit that so many times on this golf course. I can mm -hmm. see that, yeah. yeah that's good so bet. I'm going to take... 
Tommy coming, Fleetwood plus 125. Yeah, coming off Sunday 63. How can you not? Yep. And he almost won the RBC Canadian Open the week before that. Yeah. He's so he's play, in good form. He's playing well. Yeah. He's in good form. All right. Nico, what's your bad bet of the week? Bad bet of the week. I'm going to go Tom Kim, top five, plus one, plus 850. Ooh. Coming yeah, off a good week. Yeah, he played well. Wow. Played short well course. He hits it straight and short. At yeah. the US Open. I think it's a short course for him. So. so you're looking for a little resurgence. He's had a tough year. Yeah, he's been struggling, so. I think it's a good course for him. Okay. Top five. Okay. Kyle? All right, here we go. My bad bet of the week, Minwoo Lee, top 10, plus 600. Damn, I like that. Yeah. Do you? It's a very short course. Yeah, he, played he doesn't well. have a hit driver. Yeah, he played he well at the U.S. Open. He did play but well at the U.S. Open. Course. That was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long and open golf course. Well, he can hit that, you know, little Instagram stinger all over he the place. He's a good watch player, too. So, yeah, I mean. It's not you know, a bad pick. He's playing good right now. The more I say it, the more I like it. All right, Austin, your bad bet of the week. I'm going to come back to first round leader. I'm just going to hope I hit one of these one day. <laughs> Here we go. Jason Day had a little extra rest this week. Jason Day, first round leader, 27 to 1. Wow. Yep. First round leader. He does do very leader. well on the courses where 47 under wins. So. Yes, he does. Exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. That's true. So, That's a good pick. You know, he should get off to a good strong start, 15 under the first day, and, you know, we'll see where he goes from there. All right, my pick, because this gentleman does very well on short courses. I'm going to take C.T. Pan, <laughs> top 10, uh, plus 1,000. Wow, oh, good that's odds. a great bet. What a bet. Because at top 20, he was plus 400, so I couldn't do that. So Right. Smart. Plus 1,000. All right, Tech. plays well on short take courses. Take C.T. home this yep. week, Tech. <laughs> that's right. Tech Caddy, Caddy K. Tech. Caddy K. Tech, good luck to you. <laughs> All right, let's go over our bets really quickly. We're trying to just breeze through this because we've taken so much time on talking about the U.S. Open. Nico, what were your picks, and how much money are you? Uh, how much fake money are you allocating? Fake money. Uh, my picks were Xander top ten plus one sixty. I'm gonna go nine hundred on that. Fake nine hundred dollars on that, and then Tom Kim top five plus eight fifty. I'm gonna go a hundred dollars. Okay, Kyle. All right, I got Patrick Cantlay top ten plus one thirty. I'm gonna put seven hundred dollars on that. And I have Minwoo Lee top 10 plus 600. And I'm going to put $300 on that. Austin, what are your bets? I'm going to do my standard play. $9.99 on Justin Suh, even money this week over Brandon Wu. Uh, I see Brandon Wu missing the cut this week. Um, and I'm going to do my another standard play. $1 on Jason Day, first round leader. Uh, what were his odds again? 27 to 1. 27 to 1. I seem to like that number. DJ was 27 to 1 last week. First round leader. $1. <laughs> I'm going to go $1, Jason Day, 27 to 1. Perfect. I have, I am going to put, ooh. Since I, since CT's odds are so high, I'm going to go 950 Whoa. on Tommy oh. top 20 plus 125. I'm going to put 50 on CT top 10 plus 1,000. I would switch those. I feel really confident in CT. He just plays you put nine hundred fifty dollars. He plays so well <laughs> at short courses. I would have put more than fifty dollars. Yeah, RBC, not nine fifty. All right, hey, don't guys, don't let us talk you out of it. You know what? You guys sold me. I'm going five hundred each. Five hundred nice. each. There I like we go. That. I like that. All right, let's uh, let's take a break and we'll go straight to the leaderboard. We're back with the leaderboard and it is Kyle's turn. He's been waiting three weeks to say this topic 
This is our version of the draft. Kyle, what is our topic of the week? All right, I've been stewing on this one. Okay, so you're playing the final round in a major. You're in the last pairing. Who is the worst golfer you could be paired with? And this is a foursome, yes? Well, in the final pairing of a major, it's two, so we should do... But we can make it a foursome. Okay, we, we, why don't we do our top three picks? Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I like that. All right. Okay. All right, sounds good. And this is Snake Draft. As the honorary picker of the subject, Kyle, you get the first pick. All right. My first pick is Tiger Woods. <laughs> what? You don't want to play with Tiger Woods? I, if ridiculous. I was leading a major in the final pairing, I would hate to play with Tiger Woods. That's so dumb. I'd rather be the group right behind. So right I could behind. just do my thing, or right in front, so I could do my thing. Even worse. And not worry about the tiger crowds. I'd feel so good about, about myself. Right in folding front, like they're all going to post up in your, in your group. That definitely you wasn't the answer I was thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like, I thought it was like characteristics. but First one, yeah. I get it. No. Kind of. I would happily fold. I would happily fold and just watch I'm trying to you know, win a golf tournament. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I just went straight to the character. Well, like, if I'm, I'm playing with Tiger, I'm not worried about the golf tournament anymore. I'm just and worried about watching Tiger. That's exactly why I wouldn't want to play with him. If I'm going to lose somebody, I want it to be Tiger, though. Would you wear red and black? <laughs> would, you pull, would you pull a Luke Donald? I wouldn't wear red and black, no. Or a Rocco Mediate? I would not want to be mistaken for the GOAT. I would go jersey swap. Jersey swap. Yeah, polo swap on 18. I couldn't fit in a medium. I don't know how Tiger does, but I can't. <laughs> All right, Austin? I'm going to have to go with Rory McIlroy. What? what? These picks are hey, getting wild. you were wild. giving me yeah. shit. Well, I like Tiger a lot more, okay? It's a, it's a little different. Um, you know, I, at the U.S. Open, if I was playing with Rory, I heard the crowds, and I would not be able to stand just the constant... Go Rory, Rory, Rory. Rory. So, you, so you basically used the exact same reasoning I did, but switched it to Rory McIlroy. Yeah, he's just not Tiger. There's okay. a difference. Uh, just, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's the same, but it's different because one is Tiger Woods and one is Rory. I don't know about these picks so far. Yeah, I'm gonna go chalk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Patrick Cantlay because yeah, he's so slow. Safe, that's a safe pick. That's how to be, that has to be the number one. That has to be the women yama of people you don't want to play with. <laughs> the women the yama. yama. <laughs> All right, Nico, you get to go twice. All right, I'm going safe pick here, Patrick Reed, and yep, simply, you know, a lot of reasons. But I'd have to be watching him like a hawk every time he drops. You know, <laughs> every time he's in a bunker, it's it'd just be it'd be annoying. You know, the thing is, like, as much as I wouldn't like to play with Patrick Reed, I would way rather play with Patrick Reed than have to have two beers with Patrick Reed. Agreed. Yeah. So I feel like playing with him wouldn't be that bad. You don't have to talk to him. That's fair. Well, if I had to have two beers with Patrick Reed, I'd for sure have 12 so I could have a good time. <laughs> and really, you know, good kind point. of forget that he's yeah, there. Good point. Yeah, fair. All right, Nico, your second pick? Second pick. Let's see. I mean, I'm just going to have to go with uh, my boy Chesson Hadley. You know, I just, I don't know what it is about him. I just, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to play with Chesson him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be dodging this finger snapping every, <laughs> every uh, birdie putt. So those I are think, my safe uh, picks. I think you have more of a chance of playing a final pairing in a major <laughs> than Chesson Hadley does. So you don't, <laughs> you don't got to worry about it. I, I like how, well, if it happened, I like how Chesson Hadley 
at the RBC, like he played well at the RBC Canadian Open when all the news came out. And he was like, yeah, I'd like to be, I'd like to be compensated for my loyalty to the PJ Tour. And it's like, Justin, I don't know if you got an offer from Liv. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go on a limb and say no. Yeah. That was part of the reason too. He just, but good yeah, for you. Justin, yeah, good, thank you for your loyalty to the PJ Tour. It's probably a nice guy, but I just wouldn't want to play with him. Yeah. All right. So back to me. My second pick is I'm going to go Cam Smith. <laughs> Why? He seems like the coolest Ooh. dude ever. Cam Smith seems like the I coolest mean, guy ever. I think there's the thing that bothers me more than someone who hits at 50 past me. Don't say the mullet. Is someone who makes putts left and right on me. I would agree. Yeah. When someone makes putts from 40 all day, I just like, I just like look back. I'm just, it just gets to me. Yeah, that's a good, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, so yeah, I would just I, hate to, to play with I'm Cassie. totally with that too. Just like hooping putts, like he did this Sunday, just hooping putts left and right. And the crowd starts getting into it and I'm just like, and then they just hear the, gr- I just hear the groan of me missing a seven footer. Like, oh. <laughs> You're just hitting it close and missing yeah, putts. Yeah, like, oh. and I'm just like, ah. Oh. That's know, pretty I just true. A little I see good stroke saying. and get it through the gates. All right, Austin. I'm going to have to go with Hideki Matsuyama here. What? <laughs> uh, strictly because the language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Sungjae. <laughs> Sungjae. <laughs> strictly language barrier. It's nothing against the guy. I just, you know, want to be able to have a maybe, you know, one minute conversation with my playing partner. And I just feel like with Hideki, I can't. That's fair. I like that actually. Yeah, I really fair. like that. <laughs> Trying to get comfortable with major championship, can't even speak to the guy. Exactly. Now I'm exactly. playing with a foreigner. Exactly. I'm like in another yep. country, or he's it's a good one. Yeah, very fair. Oh my god! All right, Kyle, your last two picks. Oh wow, I get two. Yes, okay. sir. This is easy then. Number two, I'm gonna go with Wyndham Clark. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I don't want to watch a guy hit 40 yard cuts. 40 uh. yards by me all day. <laughs> yes. And then fair. when he misses a green and you think he's totally out of the hole, the guy chips it to a few feet and hoops the putt. Right. Yeah, meanwhile, my beautiful iron shot to 15 feet and two putt meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I'm going with Wyndham Clark. Very fair. I and do then, hate that as well. If you're playing against someone, you hit the 15, they miss the green. Well, playing with Wyndham Clark's like playing with you. You like one hand whiff one. I stripe one down the gut, and I'm 30 yards behind you. <laughs> like, I don't want to do chips that. Up on you. Huh? He still hits great chips on you. And he has a good short game, and he can putt. It's like, I, why be there? Putt, I mean, whoa. Yeah, okay. I, I took I it too far. I trust myself wow, inside yeah, about two feet. All right, but speaking of putters, my third pick would be Kevin Na. <sighs> I was going to pick oh, that. Oh, good. Good, yeah. pick. Good. good pick. I could not stand watching a guy take Five minutes to hit a three footer and then walk it in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would just, I'd hand someone the card and say, why don't you play alone again? <laughs> I'm not Tiger. I'm not going to fucking walk it in with you. Uh, that's hilarious. That's very fair. Very fair. All right. Austin, your last pick. Last pick. I'm going to go with Sebastian Munoz. What? Why? Sebastian. What do you got against Sebastian? I just don't want to have to watch that shit swing get away with good <laughs> shots all day, and I shouldn't be that so harsh. I just don't like his swing, and I don't want to have to watch it all day. And he's going to play well, and then make some putts. I just, you know, 
I rather I rather watch like Tiger out there swinging, Wyndham out there swinging, Rory out there swinging. Not that I want to play with Rory, but I just you know, oh, really, the swing is swing is awful in my in just my honest opinion, and I just don't want to have to watch that all day. Does Sebastian me, Munoz have a have a language barrier? because uh, that would be a rough threesome if it's you, Hideki, and Sebastian <laughs> Munoz, and none of you guys are talking wow, to each other. That, uh, you you have a good point. He may he may <laughs> better not hope you like speak your caddy. <laughs> yeah, I better I better hire a good one that week. But yeah, just strictly because I don't want to have to watch that golf. So when I play with people with bad golf swings, I try not to watch just so I don't do what they do. Yeah, mm. and I just don't get any wicked ideas. Right. <laughs> well. My last pick is Aaron Rye because I would like to not lose to a guy who wears two gloves and had, has head covers. Fair. Yeah, Very fair. fair. That's fair. Yeah. And he's good. So he's so that's, good. That's he's, he's such a nice guy, it seems like, too, yeah. especially after what he said he's about his iron nice, covers. I think. Like, I can't, I can't beat up on him after No, I can't beat up on him. Yeah. I just don't want to play with him. <laughs> yeah. I see that. All right. Nico, your last pick. My last pick is going to be Lucas Glover. And, uh, you know, he, nothing against him. <laughs> Why? Have you seen him putt? It would just, it would just pain me to watch him putt playing in a major. I feel like, like a, you would. On any two footer. Catch a little case of the yips. Yeah. I don't want it. It's contagious. You know, yeah, I don't want, I don't want any of that, that Lucas has in his hands right now. He's nothing against him. He'd probably be a great guy to play with, but I don't want to watch him putt. Right. Um, for definitely a major. Well, his wife's now going to beat the shit out of him again right. because of what you just said. I think he's very stressed over those those shots, those putts. He looks pretty stressed. Yeah, and yeah. he's gonna stress me out if I play with him. So <laughs> that's very no, fair. thank you. That pick just cracks me up. <laughs> yep. Well, if you guys get this far, please comment on who wins the leaderboard every week. And on top of that, if you guys can give this podcast a rating on Spotify, give us five stars, and we'll catch you next time. That was a bad bounce podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.